Hey y'all, this is Ty. I'm Shell. And I'm Q. And you're listening to the Triple Faith Walk Podcast, the show that provides perspective on the Bible and Christian living while encouraging authentic relationships with God. Um, welcome to the, the second episode of season two. Um, we're so excited to talk to y'all today. Um, but before we get into scripture, let's start off with a prayer. If you're able to, please bow your heads and close your eyes. Heavenly Father, thank you once again for allowing us to gather here in your name today. As we discuss the book of Ruth, please guide our minds, hearts, and our spirits. Allow us to hear your word for what you want us to hear um, and also discuss your word um, and keep it godly, keep it holy, and keep it true. Um, we ask that you use us as vessels to reach your people. Um, and again, like I always ask to bless this podcast and bless his listeners. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. And we will be nothing without you. Um, in all things, we give you thanks and praise. In in your son Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 And heavy on the, we will be nothing without you, God. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. So y'all today, we talking about our good sis Ruth. So if you remember, we said this season, there are some women in the Bible that we really want to dive into their stories um, and kind of talk about, you know, some of the takeaways, some of the things that we noticed um, from or learned from those stories. And it's not it's not that we don't like the men in the Bible or nothing like that, but that's who we normally hear about, right? And sometimes some of the stories about the women in the Bible kind of go under the radar. So we just wanted to shed some light on some of these stories. And so we starting off um, with Ruth which I think is a a great um, one to start with. So Ruth is a very short chapter, uh, short read. I think it's like four chapters maybe in the Bible. It's really not um, a long book of the Bible. Um, So, you know, go ahead, take some time to read it. Not now, unless you're going to pause it and come back, but we're not going to read it for you. Um, I'm going to give y'all the messenger translation of this story. Um, to kind of summarize it it's not really the messenger translation but I'm just I'm about to give it to y'all how y'all get it um so you know what (laughs) now we're not gonna read it for you and I'm about to give it to y'all the way you get it okay ma'am so you know basically Ruth married this man right and um the she marries the man, his father's name. <laughs> Y'all, I'm trying to make sure I say it right, and I'm really trying not to laugh. Elimelech. I said it, y'all? Yes, girl. Okay, yes. Elimelech. Elimelech. That's his name. So Elimelech is the father. Naomi is the mother. <laughs> I really don't think I'm saying that right. But charge it to my um mind and not my heart. The Lord knows. And Naomi is the mother, right? And they have two sons. Um, Ruth marries one of the sons and um, sis marries the other. Okay. Now, I just want to put this out here. They moved away. If you understand in like the biblical time, if a woman gets married, they quite literally leave their family. You know, like today you still be connected to your family. You still see them. Y'all still celebrate holidays together. They left. They didn't come back like that type of energy. Um, And so she's now left her family. They go, they move to another land. Um, Elimelech dies, right? Ruth's husband dies. 
and his brother dies. Um, and so it's just really a tragic situation here. All three of them die. And now it is Naomi, it is uh, Ruth, and what's the sister's name? Orpa. 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 Yes, Orpa. So it's the three of them left. Um, and it's really just kind of like a bleak situation. Naomi is pretty much like, y'all should go back home because I don't really have nothing for y'all. Um, Orpa ends up going home. Uh, but Ruth is very adamant about staying with Naomi. She's like, I'm going to return with you um, back to your husband's land and his family. And that's what we doing. So she goes with Naomi. Um, and again, during this time, if the like man in the household dies, somebody else in that family becomes responsible for the women. So it's normally like the next of kin that is a male. Um, and so they go back to the the the, um, the husband's native land. And basically, it's not like they got to necessarily take you in, but you also not going to be like living on the street type energy. So this is where they went back to. And Ruth decided to go with Naomi. Um, during this time, they go back. Now, Naomi, she um, is older, obviously, than Ruth. And Ruth comes back and she has a very, like, servant mindset. She wants to help take care of her mother-in-law. Um, so, you know, she's out in the field gleaming. And if you don't know what that is, it's pretty much like when they would do their harvest, it would be stuff left over in the fields and people could come and pick it up and, you know, take it home so they still have stuff to eat, but they don't get to pick from, like, the, the actual harvest. So, you know, she out here doing her little gleaming, taking care of the family, and she gets noticed by none other than Boaz, who is a relative of Elimelech. Can I call him something else? I really just feel like... I'm no, kidding. no, you're going to get it together. Elimelech, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so um, he's a relative of his as well. And so Boaz noticed Ruth and he like, who is she? Who art thou, sis? You know, and so <laughs> Ruth in her hum humility, you know, she's just like, yeah, I'm, you know, Naomi's daughter-in-law and I'm just trying to get pick up some scraps. And so Boaz is like, no, you can have extra. He tell, you know, his workers, make sure you help her out, help her get a little extra something, you know, he giving her bread and wine and he's really taking notice of her. He's, he's, you know, feeling her vibes right now. Um, and so she goes back and she tells Naomi, like, this is what happened. And Naomi's like, oh, say less. Let me put you up on game, sis. And she pretty much coaches Ruth on her interactions with Boaz. Um, and so she's coaching her, um, coaching her on what to do, how to be noticed, but, you know, still remaining humble, not doing too much, not being thirsty. And I do mean quite literally thirsty because they say that they don't say thirsty, but it's pretty close. Um, <laughs> in verse, what is that? 10? In verse 10. Where, what is it? Because if it is, I want to hear what it says since it's pretty close. What is that? Right. Which, 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 which chapter are you in? Because I, I ain't seen nothing about no, no thirsty. Wait, wait. <laughs> I, I really want you to find it and tell me what it said pretty close. Please. <laughs> I'm going to it. I have my notes. I didn't um 
I had closed my Bible, so now I got to go back. Well, we're going to give sis time to go to it because I know she said we're going to find you a home <laughs> so you can be provided for. I didn't know she called sis thirsty now. No, she didn't. She didn't call her thirsty. I said she wasn't being thirsty. I said quite literally she wasn't being thirsty. Um, let me just go to the app on my phone because it's easier for me to do. And I don't. <laughs> now y'all got me laughing. I'm distracted <laughs> and I'm trying to tell these people what happened in Brooks. Okay, well, why, why, why are you, why are you looking for that type? We gonna give you all of sixty seconds, maybe one hundred and twenty six, because I'm about to start looking myself. Because no, you did. <laughs> what y'all think of the story so far? I think you did good. I think you did good so far. I would just say the one thing to add is that, um, yes, Boaz noticed her, but he also was like being protective of her. Like he didn't want her to go work in other fields because he didn't want her to be harassed. Um, which is why she continued to work alongside the woman in his field. And she worked in that field for two seasons, okay? Not just one. She worked in that, that field for two seasons. So I think that, that that's another key point. He was he was a protector before and he was a husband. This is true. This is true. He was a protector and he... And she was working hard too, y'all. Like, you know, she was she was getting a little extra, you know... Cause he was feeling her vibe, but she was working now. She, she was putting in the work. Now, I, like I said, it didn't say thirsty. Right. But in Ruth chapter three, <laughs> in Ruth chapter three, um, in verse 10, it says, the Lord bless you, my daughter. He replied, the kindness is greater than that which you showed earlier. You have not run after younger men, rather rich, rather rich or poor. And in my mind, he said, you was not out here being thirsty. And that is what it said. Amen. I'm going to fall out my chair because there is no way. <laughs> this is why you got to read the Bible for yourself because. Everybody should read the Bible for <laughs> themselves. I told y'all I'm giving you the the how you gonna get it version of the Bible. Okay. Okay, sis, um, go ahead. You're doing a good job. Keep going. Thank you. Okay, so um, so yes, yeah, so that happens. She's being coached now. What I think we should all take away from that is we all need to find us um a nice mentor who's been married to coach us for all our single women. I'm not about to play with you up on game. Don't be trying to figure it out yourself. Okay. Now moving forward. Um, so now Boaz, he is in love. He like, I got to marry this girl. Um, but he is not actually the person who's like next of kin and is supposed to take care of them. So he actually has to go and speak to that person so that he can, you know, get the okay, um, to actually take responsibility for Naomi um, and Ruth, which he does get the okay because the other person, his name is not in the Bible. Um, <laughs> and so he gets the permission anyways, but the guy, he was pretty much like, I don't want to take on both of them. So Boaz said, say less, I got it, my good brother. And so he takes Ruth to be his wife and this part of the story is like really important because they get married um and then they have a son and their son is Obed and Obed is the father of Jesse and Jesse is the father of David which we all know this is the line that Jesus came through even though it was through like his his stepdaddy but it was still the line that Jesus came through <laughs> so 
that is the how you go get it version of the story of Ruth. Anything y'all want to add? Um, I'm just taking this all in. Go ahead, Shell. Thank you. Now she had to stand there and cover her mouth with wait until you see it. <laughs> no, Ty, you did you did a good job. I would just say it's we should um just her story in general, like they went, they experienced death, they went through grieving. Even Naomi changed her name, right? To yes. like Mara, Mara, yeah. which yeah. which was like meant grieving. Um and Ruth was a virtuous woman. And she stuck beside her mother-in-law. That's what it says in chapter three, verse 11. Yes. Um, but she she stuck beside her and she went into the fields and she started putting herself to work to find a way to make ends meet for her and her mother-in-law. And um, through it all, clearly God had a plan. God always has a plan. And we don't always know what that no. looks like. But God definitely had a plan because sis was out there working, putting in work. Uh, Oprah said, nah, I'm out here. See y'all later. Ruth was like, I'm gonna stick beside you. And look at the lineage that came from that. Not only did she remarry, but look at the descendants of Boaz and Ruth. Okay, baby. Okay. And and no shade to her former husband, but Boaz seemed like, you know, he was doing the thing. He seemed like a noble, a noble character, if we just gonna say so. Good job remarrying, sis. Not good job remarrying, sis. Wait was a that her that actually initiated that? I think this story, even though it's a simple story, I think it speaks numbers because I think it uh, it shows like dedication. Like once you, I hate to put it like this, but once you know better, you do better. Um, as far as like leaving your family, and um, I even know like the scripture had even at one point Naomi was like, "Go back to your family and your gods," and Ruth was like, "No, like not only am I gonna stick by you, but I'm gonna serve your God. Like this is the God He's now my God." So it started off kind of like that. And then it just talked about like loyalty and respect and admiration. And clearly, um, since she was going by getting the scraps during the harvest, I can allude that, especially since they don't have husbands, they probably was, you know, not rich. They probably were poor um, and just making ends meet. So it just showed that hard work and dedication really does pay off. And that Boaz did take an eye upon her and kind of protect her. But Naomi also knew this, right? And I think that speaks to, they can speak to a story of mentorship. Like, let me teach you how to do certain things and not only to do certain things, but to do them the right way. Like, even though you can go do this at any field, I know Boaz is a respectable man. His reputation preceded him. So I want you to go to that particular field because even though, you know, his workers might, might not be of God or whatever, whatever, I know he is. Um, and then it speaks to his character and then Naomi's mentorship because he was like, okay, good. He did what? Okay, good. Now do this. Let me teach you how to, I don't want to say become marketable to a man, but also to show your interest and show like, yeah, I'm willing to be remarried. And then obedience because Ruth followed all of those steps to the T. Mm. Pushback. Like we love to give pushback. Ruth didn't, oh no, Naomi, I don't want to do that. Oh no, this. I think she really knew that Naomi was faithful and Boaz was faithful so she was she was covered you know as yeah. far as mentorship and then mentorship and what we now know as Christianity um and then Boaz also did the right thing by saying you know I'm not next in line you know and acknowledging it and then publicly taking it like hey this she is rightfully yours do you want her if not okay great take my sandal <laughs> take my hand right mine now 
Um, so I think that even his stewardship, and I know we're talking about Ruth, but I think Naomi is a key factor in here, and we also got to acknowledge Boaz because that's who the man she's waiting on, right? Um, but just showing how all of them was godly and all of their actions doing it um, the way that the Lord intended it to happen, and it all aligned because they followed and they were obedient to his word. I agree with all of that, but I, I don't know if I would say that she was waiting on him. I think she was just moving by faith and not by sight, not necessarily waiting on Boaz. It just so happened to be him. And he just so happened to notice her. Um, but I, I don't know if I would say she was, she was definitely waiting. She wasn't waiting on him because nowadays we'd be like, I'm just waiting on my Boaz. Mm-hmm, I'm waiting on my Boaz. Yeah, don't be waiting on your Boaz, Boaz sweet, because let me tell you, that ain't what Ruth did. Ruth was working. Ruth, Ruth was, was being working. obedient. And she, first of all, she was a Moabite. Mo, mo she was, mm-hmm. she wasn't a Jew, honey. Okay. But Ruth was putting that work. Um, but then that also just goes to show that God, God loves everybody because she wasn't a Jew and he, he did what he had to do when he protected her and he, he made a way for her. He made a way for uh, Naomi. And it worked out. So, yeah, don't be waiting on Boaz. Get, <laughs> get, get your stuff together, sis. Get your stuff in order. Get your house in order is what the Snaps. old folks typically Snaps. say. Um, one thing that really stands out to me about this story is, with Ruth, you know, now that I'm back to being serious, one thing that really stands out to me is that she was really willing to just kind of like trust God in a situation that looked crazy because all I'm saying is if I didn't left my family and I go get married and then my husband died, his daddy died and his brother died, y'all family looked mighty cursed to me. Like, you know, I'm going to be over here like, what is this? You know, like (laughs) it's not it. And I think it just kind of goes to show that like, she still trusted God in a situation that didn't appear to be fruitful, which I think a lot of times for us, like if we in a situation and we don't feel like the situation is serving us, baby, we gone. If this job ain't serving me, I'm gone. If they not paying me what I want, if I'm not getting promoted, um, you know, in friendships and relationships, not very many people I feel like would stick around in such a crazy situation that doesn't look like it's fruitful like it doesn't look like there's going to be a positive outcome from it and she ended up being in the in the descendant line of Jesus you know what I'm saying so I think um it really goes to show us that even when we're in situations that are not ideal or what we want them to be or expect them to be God can be using that situation for something so amazing and so powerful that we don't even, you know, we can't even fathom it. But if we move too soon or if we're quick to, you know, dip out, like no offense to Oprah, but if we quick to dip out instead of, you know, sticking it through, um, then we miss out on the things that God has for us. And so I think it's important that, you know, we remember to hear God first before we move or remove ourselves from something that he might intend for us to stay in. That's it. And then also, but, but that you're good enough, like you alone are good enough because, Mm. okay. If, if Ruth wasn't quote unquote good enough as a Moabite widow to marry the, the first person in line, look, look at what that set her up for. Um, it, it just just a life of I don't even know a life of abundance a, a life of huge legacy like Jesus baby what girl 
she ain't need the other man anyways, okay? Because <laughs> I'm be up in heaven like, that's my bloodline. See, and that's Hello? why I wasn't Ruth. Because Ruth was humble and the Lord is, the Lord still be working on my humility. Because <laughs> when I get to feeling myself, I be like, yeah, that's my bloodline. That's that Jesus, you see him? That was me. <laughs> Not that Ruth did it, but I can't. That's what you just said. Ruth did it, but I can't. I no, I can do it, Lord. Don't I'm pass me by in the um lineup. Don't pass me by. Um, so one of the things that I also thought was very interesting, right? So if you look at chapter three of Ruth, and this is in verse 11, um, Boaz says, and now my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all you ask. All my fellow townsmen know that you are a woman of noble character, right? And if we jump over to Proverbs 31, you know, this is where we get into the conversation about the no, the um, wife of noble character. And it really dives into all of the things that make um a woman, a wife, a noble character. And these are the things that Ruth was doing in the story. She was hardworking. She was taking care of her family. She was remaining humble. Um, she was very, she was a servant, you know, and I think it just goes to show that, you know, there those qualities are there. Um, and when we read those, it's not necessarily that we just need to be trying to do those things for the sake of getting a man or getting our Boaz, but she was just doing those things in her everyday life. That was who she was. That was her character. Um, and so I think that just speaks to, you know, women as well, when we are living our lives, when we are taking the time and putting in the work and not rushing, you know, to be married or rushing to find our Boaz, uh, well, not find him, but him find us. Um, I think it's important that we keep those things in mind and really think about what characteristics do we have. And even like I said in the verse 10 earlier, where they were talking about, you know, she wasn't out here chasing after the riches. She wasn't being thirsty. She wasn't like, well, let me show a little shoulder, little leg, get him to see me bending over, picking up while I'm gleaming. You know, it wasn't like that. And so I think it just reminds us um, of the characteristics that we can carry with us in our daily lives, too. Now, I don't know how I feel about that whole finding each other thing, because technically Ruth pulled up on Boaz and uncovered his feet and she asked him to be her redeemer. So technically she approached her husband. He didn't approach him after, though, he had already shown that because he. When she went back and told Naomi, Naomi was like, sis, he already owned it. Let me coach you. You know what I mean? So I feel like in that, I think it speaks to that too. Like in a dating aspect, if you're, if your husband, you're not going, you don't have to question if that man was interested. Boaz was interested. Okay. It was very evident. Now she in turn showed like, yeah, me too, buddy. Like, I'm not going to be over here playing like I'm not, you know, but it was after she already had an understanding of like where his mindset was. And I think it also goes to show, you know, Ruth, she was, she wasn't necessarily waiting for her husband, but she also wasn't locked up in a closet in the house thinking that he was going to come find her by peeping through her window. She was outside and outwardly obedient, obedient outside and outwardly obedient 
Exactly. She was, she was outside minding her business. And that's but, how he found her. But I think that's uh, the beauty. I think, oh, this probably probably getting into that other episode we're going to do. But, like, I think that's the beauty of it because, like, I think everybody has an idea of what, like, these terms we putting out, like, be, like, outside for one. Like, does that mean, oh, I just go to the grocery store and come back home? That's outside. Is it that I go to the club or, like, brunch? You know, that's outside. But I think outside is just a term for readily available, you know, like, when you're out, you're holding yourself with dignity and to a standard to let godly men know that you're approachable, right? Or, you know, whatever, like, because we ain't wearing no rings, so they know we single child, or they assume, they don't care. Hey. I mean, I mean, this is the truth. It ain't, it's, it's not a harsh truth. It's just, you, no, know, yeah. you know, Um, and I think that being outside ain't necessarily a negative connotation. It's just being readily available. And also, like, I do think your eyes should be open when we're outside, too. Now, I just don't approach me because I'm scared of rejection, but that's a whole nother downward spiral. But I'm also not going to not talk to somebody or have an initial conversation um, in fear of anything. Like, I would talk to you if you would approach me. I just ain't, I ain't there yet to go. And if Naomi would tell me to lay by the feet, I'd be like, girl, you sure? Cause <laughs> that sounded a little different. Didn't say nothing to me directly, cause like even though you say like it was evident, but I still ain't the one, cause I don't want to overthink it. You know what I'm saying? You sure, Naomi? You did you pray and fast on that for me? Okay, let me go. I might try to lay, you know, wake up. I don't even want to lay down. Hey, you into me? Um, but I'm joking. But I just do think that that's a part of the process and being obedient, which Lord, I'm still working on. Um. Is about you know what and it also could be a change in environment too because clearly she didn't meet him in whatever city town that they were in prior to and she just so happened to be a worker he wasn't used to seeing so he approached her so i mean if you go to different places and you show your face in different spaces then maybe somebody will recognize you but I think it's it's important to carry yourself up accordingly but that also goes it goes both ways right because if he would approach her on some who are you you ain't one of my workers what you're doing here is you're trying to steal my barley she'd have been like wait a minute I was just I was just trying to work right she'd probably been like nah he tripping I don't, I don't want nothing to do with him he tripping but he was respectful when he approached her he just mm-hmm. wanted to know who she was um and then he he decided to look after her right so I guess that means he could have approached her with some hey shorty how you doing or you know what your name is let me get your number five 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 I don't think they have phones let me get the address so I can point about your hood later right right not your hood later don't come see me I'm gonna come see you but even then when she did go to visit him he was like look like it needs to look like a woman wasn't here. I, he was right. just looking out for her. He was definitely looking out for her. He was a good man. I'm here for it. I feel like it is definitely a lot to learn, Um, I think, from the rules. I think, I mean, very much so, we've kind of t- touched on it a little bit, like, when it comes to the dating aspect. But I think just also, like, in her um, walk as well and you know, being obedient. Um, Lachelle, yo, what you said about being outside though, I'm gonna have to send that clip um to my sister because 
all summer, all summer long. Now, I just told y'all last episode, my sister got married. And when she was so adamant about like, you know, having fun and like, you know, doing different, like just, you know, doing fun stuff out side not being in the house and I mean that literally so she kept saying I'm outside and I'd be like you is not outside you are about to get married you're not outside you're not outside she was like well I'm on the sidewalk I said that's not how that works so now I gotta I gotta send her the clip so she know what being outside means well I mean technically you single till you married so she could have been on the sidewalk you know they was married they they was married they was married long story they was married Then they could be outside together. <laughs> <laughs> not a, not not they making an exception for your sister. She can still use the phrase, too. right? She was using it incorrectly. Okay. Um. Can we talk about Naomi though? Because I I feel like we didn't give sis. I mean, she was grieving the loss of her husband. She was grieving the loss of her kids, and she still had a heart of a, a giving heart. Maybe that's well. I'll put it. Um, she not only was still looking out for Ruth, but she didn't let her situation get in the way of ensuring that Ruth was taken care of and provided for. And, you know, some people be single and miserable and bitter, honey, but Mm. Naomi was not. Naomi was helpful and encouraging and she provided guidance to Ruth. She was holding it down. She was holding it down. So shout out to Naomi. No, that's real because, um... She really could have been like, since I said go back home, <laughs> you know, like she could have really fought that or just like not even really cared, even, you know, if Ruth was like, hey, yeah, this man, whatever. Um, but she really did step in. And I think it also speaks to, you know, her obedience and her faith. Like it doesn't necessarily say um, like, you know, <laughs> like Michelle said that she prayed and fasted before she told Ruth to do it. Um, but she, you clearly, there was something working behind the scenes. And I think it takes a certain level of like connection to God and obedience for those things to play out the way that they did. So um, I can only imagine that she was being obedient as well as Boaz. Like he, he seemed like he was doing what he was supposed to be doing as well. Yeah, I, but I definitely, I resonate with that cue because I, prior to, I guess, like, when did I listen to? Last night, uh, yes, I listened to the thing. I got a thing with Reed. I listened to all four chapters of Ruth and was taking notes in um, preparation for this episode. And, like, going to church, being raised in the church, it was always about Ruth, which I'm not saying is bad because, again, the, the book of the Bible is Ruth, so clearly she is important. But I do think that uh, Naomi was one of, like, those unsung characters of the Bible who really didn't get a lot of um, attention, but that's why I want, that's why I brought her up when I was talking about her. Cause it's kind of like mentorship and that covering matters. Like, and it goes back to even like the, t- the tips that we gave in season one, like having those people in your corner that can lead and guide you. And like, like your coaches, like we always see the all-star players that make it to the league, but they're mm-hmm. going to set the foundation and laid out the, the blueprint in order for them to get there. And they're just as essential to that to that person and making that play and I think Naomi um like you said she's grieving her husband not only her husband and her kids and I know Ty you made a joke was like I would think this family cursed but like imagine what was for real you know like because she had to leave her family too to go marry her husband and then have these sons and the life 
that she knew back then is all the way gone. So it's kind of like, and we know that widows and orphans, of course, is the poorest people as it relates to Bible time. So imagine the strength and the courage she had to have to not only take care of herself or attempt to take care of herself, but another woman who's decided to stay with her. And so the only thing in my mind that like when I was reading it, that can resonate with me is the only thing she had to offer Ruth was mentorship. Like I can't do nothing else for you because I'm not a man. I can't take care of you. You know, we don't make no money. You know, it is what it is, but I can teach you how to live holy and how to live right and how to pursue the man that you want or to be in preparation for the man that God has for you. Let me rephrase that. So I do think she's one of those unsung characters because she really did lay that blueprint out for Ruth um, in a way that only she could have done in order for Ruth to then marry Boaz to then be in the lineage of Jesus. So, Okay, come on, remain steadfast. Right. She did that. Come on, mm-hmm. Naomi. I would say I want to be like Naomi, but I ain't gonna say that because sis had to go through a lot. Because <laughs> I just be like, we this when they be like, be careful what you ask for. You don't know what people had to go through to get what they got, baby. I, we, we got it. We we read it, so um, I'm okay. <laughs> I don't need to go through that. Not an hour pass. Absolutely. Heavy on the no, thank you. Mm. Well, guys, if you had to take like give a final like takeaway um of what you what you learned from Ruth or what you learned from the story, it doesn't necessarily have to be from Ruth. Um, what would it be? Um. Wow, that's deep. I would I would have to say that you know God loves everybody like. Clearly, uh, Ruth wasn't acknowledging God as, you know, a, a, a Moabite initially, um, but he still had a covering over her. And through her life's journey, um, the deaths, you know, moving with Naomi, working in the fields, um, he he had his hand in everything, literally everything, everything that happened to her. Um, and he he provided for her. He made a way for her, and she walked into her purpose. And it was the little things that she did. Like who would have known going to work in a field would lead her to meeting her husband? And then, like you guys have mentioned, the lineage that she produced or was a part of as a result of her going about her day to day life. Um, and I think that that's why when we do things, we should, as people say, move with a purpose. Um, so, you know, put your all into the things that you're doing. If you hate your job, make it work, right? Add value in the spaces that you're in. Um, now I'm just preaching. What the heck? Add value to the spaces that you're in, um, because you never know how that can be used for your journey, for your story, and how that helps you to move further into your purpose. Yeah, I I like that. And I would... It's crazy because I think that mine is kind of like an add-on to you. So I'm glad I'm going after you. And, and I would say that mine was like, learn what position you're playing in this season of your life, right? Um, because there were all different characters. Like Naomi was the mentor. Ruth was the woman that eventually got married that was working. So just n- know what role you're playing. And also, well, or not role you're playing, because I hate to say it, right? Because this ain't no play. This is real life. Know where you're adding your life as to what you're praying for what you're ready to receive and then also do that with fidelity so if you are Ruth like you said earlier she wasn't necessarily focused on Boaz she was there because she needed to work and she needed to eat 
Um, so focus on yourself and investing yourself and then that will prepare you to be the person that you need to be for that next for the next person so I'm not just even speaking to a woman I'm speaking to men as well because men are you know do the same thing go from woman to woman trying to figure out trying to date but oftentimes we don't work on ourselves enough and focus on ourselves and truly build ourselves and to pray and be steadfast and to get our stuff in order um in order to receive those blessings um and not just in marriage but just in life in, in general so just know what season you're in in your life and then be ready to receive those blessings but also be working towards those blessings don't stop working just because you want to or you're tired or you want to give up I'm pretty sure Jesus was tired hanging up there on that cross, but he he held on as long as he could, you know, and I'm pretty sure he was tired when they was ridiculing him while he trying to preach and teach, but we had to hold, he held on and we have to do the same because our blessings are on the other side. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Just, woo, woo, woo. Mm-hmm. I got chills. Um, Man, I'm sorry. That just really hit me. Like both just because it, it it lined up perfectly, Lachelle, like both of y'all's lined up. And that really just hit me. I'm reflecting. Um, I think my biggest takeaway would, would be to be teachable and to be coachable as well. Um, because I think, you know, a lot of times it's easy to get into a space where you feel like you already know, or like, you know, I know what I'm doing. I don't need nobody to tell me what to do. Um, but that was not the mindset that Ruth had. She really did walk in humility, but she was also even walking into this new, newer faith journey anyways, because this wasn't her original um, religion or even, you know, her original beliefs, but she allowed herself to be taught. And I think that that's important, you know, as believers, there's never a point where we master our faith walk, right? It's never a point where we just know all the answers and we got it like that. Um, and so I think it's important that we still continue to seek out, um, having those mentors and having people that can teach us and pour into us and always be receptive to those things. And also, of course, having discernment on who you choose to, you know, get those teachings from and things like that. But I think it's important that we remember to be teachable and allow God to use people to show us things and to teach us things so that we can walk into the next step of our life or so that we can, like you said, Lachelle, be prepared. Um, so I just think it, 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 it's a really powerful story. And then even something, Kui, that you were saying about um, her still working in the meantime, it was even like in that situation, she still was humble. She wasn't like, I'm too good to be gleaming, you know, like she still, she really did what she knew she was supposed to be doing during that time. And she did it well, like she stewarded over what she was supposed to be doing there um, during that time. So I think it's just a powerful story, uh, whether it's a man or woman reading the story and taking it in. It's a lot to be said there. Mm-hmm. And she and she worked well, okay, honey? It, the fact that the whole town knew, sis was mm. putting in that work, okay? Don't be lazy now. If y'all gonna do something, you better just go ahead and give it your all. You gotta be there anyways. You gotta do right. it anyways. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. Do it well. Do it well. All right, so I think that closes us out for episode two. Um, before we do the prayer, 
we bringing back our action commitments. Y'all wasn't ready for that. You forgot, huh? Mm-hmm. So we bringing back our action commitments so that we can continue to hold each other accountable. So if you have not listened to season one, um, our lovely, lovely co-host, Lachelle, introduced us to our action commitments, where each week we come up with something that we are going to work on for that week. Um, And this is something that you can do with your own accountability partners, or if you would like to do it with us, you can always visit any of our posts um, and drop your action commitments in there so we can see what y'all are working on. Y'all hear what we are working on and it just helps us to hold each other accountable and growing in our faith walk so who wants to start us off my action commitment is to read the bible every day this week uh, leading up until we meet again to do the podcast i want to read the bible every day because i've been really slacking on actually studying my words so I want to read the bible every day and I keep repeating it sorry because I need to say it 50,000 times to get it in my brain but to read something biblical every day okay mine is to start another bible plan so I'm on the last day of the one I'm reading right now and my hope is to start another one tonight that I will continue to read daily until we meet again so okay i'm writing down your action plan so i can i was gonna text y'all about it so you ain't got to worry baby accountability Um, come on now um my action plan is um my action commitment not action plan my action commitment is um i'm supposed to i'm supposed to be getting ready to be on the road for work but anytime I have like major events I I feel like I gotta get fasting in before I do that um so I can approach it with the right discernment so I am trying to get in too fast before we officially leave um to start traveling so that means one has to happen this week and I need to plan the one for next week so before we meet again I need to at least have done one and then also have the other one on the calendar okay now, is this like a, are you fasting for a day? Do you not know yet what your fast looks like? Um, It will be for a day. I normally just do day fast. Um, Keep it simple that way. So I'll fast for the whole day, Um, you know, replace my food with prayer and just be intentional um, about preparing myself mentally and spiritually uh, for this, for a new journey. So, okay. Well, as Ty said, hopefully everybody will consider what their action commitment is for the upcoming week. And I wrote y'all's down, so I will Thank be in you. communication with y'all. Okay. What at what time? When am I? When am I gonna reach out to y'all? Eight forty-five every night, since that's when I'm supposed to do my reading. So okay. probably like nine o'clock. <laughs> we receive it. Okay. All right, y'all. Well, let's go ahead and close out. If you guys can, please bow your heads, close your eyes. Okay. Father God, thank you for allowing us to come together today just to to worship and fellowship together, Lord. Thank you for the listeners that have tuned in. Lord, may they have heard something that they resonate with that they can use and apply to their life. May they be comforted if they're in a situation similar to Naomi or Ruth um, or um. Boaz, any other person from the, the book of Ruth, Lord, just touch them and help them to understand what season they're in and what that means for their life as they move further into their purpose. God, we ask you right now to just touch Lachelle as she uh, plans for her daily readings for the upcoming week. 
Lord, may Talisha fast and hear from you in doing so, and for myself to start another biblical plan. And uh, keep us safe until we meet again. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Uh, Don't sing. Don't sing. No, side note, you said... Naomi, Boaz, Ruth, or any other person in the in the scripture. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. Well, the rest of them died. Yeah, the girl. The rest of them did. That's why I was. That's why I didn't say no names, sis. I didn't say no names. Is Oprah is Oprah dead? Well, no, I, mean, I think. I mean, now, but well, well, yeah, she did. She did. She did now, but no, okay, she actually on. went on. I think she went on, and she has like. She has a she she did I don't know I think she died in battle or something in a different book. We'll have to look okay. into that. But you know what? I went to that sounds just familiar. It do. Let me look it, it up. That I'm not gonna lie though. That doesn't negate the fact that she said or anybody else in anybody the, else in this book resonate with, and they all died in the chapter in the book. In the well, book. everybody got to die one day. That's true. So we know we got to it. go. I'm you not gonna lie though. When you did say that, it did it made me think of um the the other the other kin the the one that was actually the closest of kin and he i said no that name. Was, i know but i said it was real good because he did not try to play like he was gonna be able to take care of them he was like i ain't got it <laughs> and it's and, and like michelle said no no your role know where you at oh where you at? i don't think i don't think he wanted her he i think he specifically called out where she was from and that's why i don't think he wanted her had she been a jew he might have wanted her the fact that he said a moabite widow I think he was yeah. just, yeah, he didn't want her because of her background, but clearly everybody else in the town knew she was a righteous woman or a virtuous woman. So he was just being stereotypical or prejudiced or something. Or maybe he knew that Boaz wanted her. So he was like, instead of trying to play like, oh, well, I'm going to take her because I know you want her. And maybe he was like, nah, bro, you got it. I know you like shorty. The so- Lord well, that, that would have been the spiteful and God would have probably struck him down. Okay. But that's what I'm clearly- saying. So maybe he listened and maybe he is an unsung character too because he knew when to be like, nah, bro, you he got He might have knew the Lord too. The Lord might have been. today's time. Into in today's time, they'd be like, Mm-mm, "I want her just because you want her." Now wait, y'all. Now that that is technically rejection, but it worked out for Ruth's good. Had he not rejected her, you okay. know what? We're gonna save that because that was that was a good form of rejection. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna break that down. I wouldn't have been with my destiny. Come on, okay. Come Hello, on <laughs> okay, okay. Rejection sometimes move you closer to your purpose. All mm. right. Mm-mm. It may not feel good, but it's word. good. Okay. Let me get Ooh, up off of this thing before I jump right. on this kitchen table. Let me stop. No, playing. that's real. Because let me just say, the rejection been real, but I'm I get you, Lord. I hear you. Ooh, All right, y'all. Funny. Thank you for tuning in with us, joining us, um, and we'll catch you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. All right, y'all. Another opportunity for us to keep it real. May the good Lord bless you, and may the good Lord keep you. Until next time, Triple Faith signing out.